Hi everyone, this is Ellen from the Astrology Journal. I wanted to share an insight that I'm uh, having about the charts for this week. So this this week is, uh, if we start on Monday, it's January 8th, Monday, January 8th, 2024, through Sunday, January 14th, 2024. And we have a new moon this week on January 11th, and I did a reading on that um, yesterday that I posted. Uh, January 11th, a little before 7 a.m. East Coast of the, of the United States time. We also have Mercury uh, moving into Capricorn this week, and then we'll also have a crescent moon on Sunday. Uh, Mercury's moving into Capricorn on Saturday. That's East Coast time. I don't remember the actual time. Um, but uh, so, and that's where the insight is coming from for, for me. So in the reading that I did yesterday, I talked about this idea of uh, a challenge to allow, to let go of what no longer serves us and uh, to make way for new structures that do service, essentially, was the reading uh, that I was, uh, the, the energy that I was tuning into. I got a nuance about that in some of my own reflection practices this morning. So before I share what I experienced, I want to just talk about the astrology. So Mercury entering Capricorn. So Mercury, Mercury naturally rules Gemini and also Virgo. So Virgo has to do with that idea of practices that I talked about in the, in the reading yesterday that I did. It's that idea of developing ourselves through skill development. And I always like to talk about fitness because fitness has this really great understanding. Whatever we practice, that's what we get good at. So if we practice sitting all day, that's what we get good at. If we practice sitting in poor posture all day, that's what we get good at. If we practice doing a squat, that's what we get good at. If we practice doing a squat and poorly, we get good, in, good at doing a squat poorly. So it's not just about practice. It's about bringing awareness and you could say mindfulness to that practice and bringing it in relationship to our own body. So you could say there's the perfect form, but then there's our body. And how does our body need to move through that movement? There will be basics that are true for everybody doing a given movement. But how does our body specifically uh, do that, move, you know, need to do that movement? So practice is being in relationship. It's about the, the practice that we do, but in that practice that we're doing, being in relationship with our own experience in our own bodies and our own beings. That's what, uh, to me, what Virgo is about. And through doing that, we create a, uh, ourselves, we make ourselves a, a vessel opposite of Virgo is Pisces through which source can flow. So that's the idea. Uh, that's my idea of Virgo. And then we also have this um, Sesca quadrate that I talked about uh, between the south node, our past, our evolutionary past, and Saturn in Pisces. Saturn rules Capricorn. So this Capricorn kind of type signature in Pisces. Pisces about letting go, about unconditional love, about compassion. So letting go and allowing ourselves to be kind of seeped in the compassion that's and love that's there for all of us. But the Sesca quadrate um, aspect is also Virgoan in nature. So we have that idea there. So we have two signatures that have to do with this idea of practice. Mercury just entering Capricorn, and then Saturn, ruler of Capricorn, in relationship with the South Node, in the Sesca quadrate relationship with South Node. So that's a really important signature. But the insight that I had this morning has more to do, well, it has to do with that, but it also brings in Gemini. So Mercury's rulership of Gemini. Gemini is our early environment. 
and it's uh, that includes our early schooling and that sort of thing. And so our it's our early environment is what shapes us. So depending on the and there's a relationship between our early environment and the structures that surround us. So we are born into a specific culture and community and all and family and all of that and those they end up providing the structures that shape us whether you know and also the beliefs we have sagittarius here too um kind of sagittarian beliefs um evolve to you know we we then bring those into capricorn and those become encoded in our structures you could say so all of that shapes us our school systems and the beliefs that uh that people have that create the kinds of school systems that we end up going in and all of that kind of stuff so there's a relationship between the structures and the child and how those ideally those structures support the development of the child what the child truly needs to be able to thrive and become its own true person gemini is the first air sign and the final air sign is aquarius that individuated self that unique individuated expression so we want structures that are supporting the child at that first level to be able to you know to to become more and more mm, strong in itself so it can develop and become you know this this fully individualized expression of itself contributing to the greater good of everybody to humanity so the if you look at this so aspects are between planets so technically they're not there aren't aspects between signs but i like to look at the natural wheel and think about the relationship between signs in terms of their aspect relationship to one another in terms of their degree distance from one another on the wheel and gemini so if we start at aries and we go to gemini and then we keep going around to capricorn each sign being 30 degrees if we start at gemini when we get to capricorn that's 210 degrees if we take the full circle amount which is 360 degrees and we subtract 210 degrees we get 150 degrees so this is in that 150 degrees is an inconjunct aspect that's the, that's the degree that that signals an inconjunct relationship between planets so there is kind of an inconjunct kind of energy between gemini and capricorn it's a, so this idea of adaptation uh this idea of needing to adapt needing to, or i don't want to say adapt gemini uh mutable sign is adaptation but this need to make constant adjustments that's part of the nature of capricorn and gemini this need to make constant adjustments i don't have children but if you think about parents raising children there's a basic idea of what a child needs and then there's in the moment of what a child actually needs so we're constantly having to make uh, adjustments between sort of the the structure the models that we have and what a child is actually needing and to the extent that those models that we have are actually out of alignment with what the child really needs we're going to need to have make really big adjustments and to the extent that we don't make those really big adjustments the child won't have the support the support it actually needs to grow and it will have to adapt and it will have to figure out a way to make do on on structures that aren't actually supporting it so we from that if that's the case what's happening there is we're developing habits and patterns capricorn habits and patterns that eventually aren't going to serve us very well they're going to they're going to get us 
more and more out of alignment with who we really are and what we really need. It's not because we did anything wrong. It's we actually did something right. We figured out a way to make it work. Something that doesn't work, work. So um, that may be part. So that is part of what's coming up for me. So when I was a kid, I was an athlete and I really focused and prioritized on winning, <laughs> you know, and then, uh, you know, uh, goals, you know, in terms of school is about grade. So I focused on that. I actually flunked out of first grade. I had to repeat first grade. And so I think I, I don't really remember all that very well. I just remember it not feeling good. Um, but I'm sure that that made it very clear that I need to really, you know, focus on grades. So I wasn't the greatest student, but I tended to get A's and B's. But we focus on grades. We're not focusing on how to be in relationship with our fellow students. We're focusing on learning the material so that we can get the good grades. When I was an athlete, I was focusing on winning. I wasn't focusing on my relationship with the other athletes. Yeah, I cared about my relationships with my team members uh, to a certain level, but I was still concerned about, you know, being the, you know, it was more about being the best, best I could be, you know, uh, to help the team. But I wasn't really focused on the relationships with my team members. So um, that is a deficit, a Capricorn deficit. So whatever we train into being as we go around this wheel, that's what we end up meeting in Capricorn. We can talk about that as karma or whatever, but it's really what we're doing is we're meeting the patterns. And if those patterns have been supportive to us in the Northern Hemisphere, Capricorn relates to the winter time. And so in Cap the beginning, the solstice, uh, the beginning of Capricorn is uh, aligns with the winter solstice. We have to transition from living in abundance to having to make do with what we were able to bring forth from the abundance. So in Capricorn, if we weren't able to, you know, really create abundance for ourselves, then in Capricorn, that's what we meet, this lack, some sort of lack. And so um, the benefit of Capricorn is probably all, when we go through life, nothing is ever going to be perfectly perfect. So in Capricorn, one of the things we always get to do is see what that lack is and um, you know, first of all, we can appreciate the abundance we have, and we can also notice where things are a little bit out of alignment, and we can start to adjust those a little bit. And um, as we then move from Capricorn to Aquarius and then to Pisces, the more we can make those, you know, become aware of any of those lacks, and the more we can appreciate the abundance that is there, the more we can bring those two things to Pisces where we start to dream the new cycle. I hope I didn't just lose you there, but that's something that's just coming forward for me right now as I'm talking about this. So anyway, in Capricorn, Mercury just entering Capricorn, what came up for me this morning was that whole experience of, you know, I actually specifically re remembered um, on 4th of July, uh, we would have, they, they would have, um, what are they called? Like those sack races with kids where you step into a sack and you hop and you try to win the race. And that's what came to my mind. And I saw that I wasn't, I was focused on winning and I was really happy that I won. Right. I mean, I don't know if I won or not, but whatever in my mind, I probably did even if I didn't, but anyway, um, I was focused on that, that goal of winning, but I wasn't focused on my relationship with my fellow, um, children, you know, the, my fellow uh, peers you know, that I was racing against. And I wasn't focused on, I have this gift and skill of this ability to move my body in this way. And, you know, I was, I was a, I was a good athlete as a kid, you know, in terms of my local community, I wasn't focused on, oh, I have a, a really good 
you know, I have something, a gift that I can contribute in some way. I wasn't focused on that. And of course I was a child, so I'm not, I'm not beating myself up about that. But at the same time, I carried that forward um, for a lot of my years and there are still residuals of it that, and that's what came up for me today is that because that was my practice, I didn't end up actually developing other, you know, skill sets. And so while I've divested from, from those practices, uh, there's still this deficit of skill sets that, that uh, I don't have. And so that's what came up for me. So Mercury and Capricorn could potentially be kind of a deep uh, signature. It doesn't have to be. That doesn't have to be uh, the way that it, uh, it, you are experiencing it. You don't have to force yourself to go and look and see if that's what's actually going on for you. I just want to share that the uh, the astrology chart is can be really amazing. It has this ability to reflect back for you what you're experiencing and in so doing, giving you better context and understanding for it. That's how I, uh, that's how it works for me. And that's what I really appreciate about it. So anyway, I just wanted to share that. Um, often I find that when I first do a reading of a chart, it's kind of very general. And, and it's only as I go through the energies that I start to appreciate the more of the nuances. So um, so I wanted to share this. And I may be doing more videos like this and posting them on YouTube uh, just because it's, an, it's a nice practice for me uh, to be able to do. And maybe it will be um, offer some insight for others. Okay, thank you so much for watching. I hope this was helpful. And um, yeah, I'll leave it there. Bye-bye.